Hi, it's Rat. You're listening to Stop the Damn Match Podcast. Wear your mask, wash your fucking hands, mouthwash after oral, wrap your cock. Hi, welcome to episode 37 of Stop the Damn Match podcast with me, Daz. And me, Marcel, from Germany. And this week's topic is a crazy thing that happens in wrestling that I think only wrestling fans understand the word jobbers. I don't, I think if you explain that, if you asked a non wrestling fan what a jobber is, I don't think they would know what we were talking about. No, and they wouldn't understand it uh, if we ex- explain it to them. No, no. It's easier just to say, it's fine, just ignore. Don't talk about jobbers. But this week we're watching Brooklyn Brawler versus Bret Hart, which I never thought we would be watching a Brooklyn Brawler match. I'm not going to lie. Uh, thank you, this week's introduction from a friend of the podcast, the rat, thank you very much. And thank you to everyone for voting for my match to win this week. Yes, I'm back. Well, congratulations. It's my first win of 2021. I haven't won in maybe four weeks. Yeah, now you know how I'm feeling. <laughs> This this winning feeling. So it's now twenty one fifteen. I'm pulling away again. So yeah, jobbers. Try. What is a jobber, Marcel? Um, he's a pro wrestler who always knows. Who is there exactly. to uh, bring the big stars over? And in my opinion, I think jobbers are. The good wrestlers because they they do what you said they they make the big stars look even better. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's easy being a jobber. What? I don't think it's an it's an easy job to be a jobber. I think it's quite. They really um, sacrificed many things to this uh, business in my eyes. Yeah. You're like, always the number two or the number three. You'll never be the number one, you know? Yeah, you know you're never going to win the world title. Exactly. Like, so, I remember when when we were young, maybe in the early 1990s, it was a jobber in every match, basically, wasn't it? With a big, you never saw on, t- on weekly TV, really, a big... Big star against big star is always big star no. versus jobber. If you want to see the uh, big star matches like Macho Man Randy Savage versus Hulk Hogan, Bradley Hitman Hart versus Shawn Michaels, or uh, Ted DiBiase versus R- IRS, you must go to the uh, you must uh, buy a pay per view. Yep, and that's that's exactly what 
was good about it because you'd 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 be wanting right. I've seen uh, Bret Hart versus this jobber three times, three different jobbers now. I need to see him against a big star, and you'd pay your money to get that pay per view. Then, but who are the big? Who, there was some guys who were regular jobbers like Barry Horowitz. You had who was on. He was he wrestled a lot, but he was always on the losing side. But then WCW also had a lot of jobbers, didn't they? Uh, WCW. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because they have a too big uh, locker room. Yeah, and you. But some of the jobbers turned then became big names later in their career, didn't they? One, two, three, like, kid. Perfect example. Who then went on to now to then join DX, who were one of the biggest groups in pro wrestling. Yeah. And yeah, didn't wasn't Edge your job on WCW. Sway had like a couple of matches on WCW. And I don't know, was Terror Rising, was he a jobber or was he a as Triple H? Yeah. When he was a start at of his career at Saturday night resting uh, on WCW. Yeah. And then you had the crazy thing it, that when WWF had obviously the job squad, which was just jobbers, and they made the point that they were just there to take a pinfall. The job squad were really like, they, they, that made. The jobbers with that—that's the first time you really heard the term jobbers on TV. Yeah, for people who weren't so inside of this um, resting topic. Yeah, so you—you're watching that, and I know when I first saw it, I was like, "Jobber, what is what's a job squad?" And it took a while for me to find out until they said it on TV because we didn't have the internet as much back then, so it was no. More difficult to find out what we thought. Uh, the robbers were so bad because they uh, were at the begin of your of the career, you know. Yeah, and learned from match to match to match from match to match, like the Hardy Boys at the start of his of 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 their career. Yeah, yeah, because they started. I remember even at King of the Ring, wasn't they were opening the door to let the wrestlers make their entrance and stuff and. But then WWE brought back jobbers like a couple of years ago. And I think that was how James Ellsworth. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's only it's it's only for a joke, you know. Yeah, they they were not used. like back in the nineties when you had the, the that the jobbers were part of the business, and uh, it doesn't would be be possible to build a new superstars. Without jobbers, you know. Definitely, you must watch old Monday Night Raw shows. It's only uh, big stars versus jobbers. Yep, like this episode here. They, there's of Raw that I think. Everyone... Yeah, it's full of jobbers. You have. Uh, I'm sorry, you have the Smoking Guns. What was a tag team back in the days? Uh, they were. They was a big tag team at this time, and they uh, fight versus Jim Messenger and Steve Smythe. <laughs> you have uh, Irvin Archeister versus Todd Mata. 
I, you have uh, The Undertaker versus J.S. Storm. You have Rick the Model Martel versus Tim McNeeny or McNeeny, I don't know. And you have Brad the Hitman Hart versus the Brooklyn Brawler. Which is the main event. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How, how different wrestling was in the early 90s. Crazy. Yeah, and you must go to the uh, and you must go to the events to watch uh, the big stars, you know, yeah. by, uh, by a ticket. Could you imagine the having a ticket? Stars like Hulk Hogan was uh, was wasn't at this uh, at this TV shows. They were at the pay per views and at the, and at the house shows. Yeah, yeah. You never saw them on Raw. Really, it was crazy. It's wow. To imagine nowadays if you put on Raw and there was and it was just against jobbers. I think fans wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> they wouldn't know what it is. They were like, "What is this? Who's this guy?" Where to us it was normal. That that's what you watched on TV. Yeah, and uh, in Germany we have a uh, own uh, WWF magazine at this time, and uh, they are building the storyline for the pay per views up. So you don't have the this big jobber matches. Yeah, you can you can read it in the magazine. Yeah, I miss I miss wrestling from that time now. I want I want to go back in time. No, I'm not. I don't want to see uh, the Undertaker versus JS Storm. <laughs> well, luckily we didn't. We're not watching that. We're watching the main event from the show is Brooklyn Brawler versus Bret Hart from uh... <laughs> and the smoking guns looks so broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, very different. Uh, if you've never watched early 90s wrestling, go back and watch old episodes of Raw. It's very interesting. <laughs> Double J, Jeff Jarrett looked like the pimp from the uh, from the smoking gun. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> wow. So this, this match that we're watching today uh, involves somebody who was pretty much anybody he played was a jobber and it was a Brooklyn brawler at this point and he's portrayed by Steve Lombardi who in my in my opinion was the jobber he was just that's all he did I don't think I rarely ever saw him ever get a victory and it and it is other other characters that he played was Abe Knuckleball Schwartz which was a baseball player uh, obviously the Brooklyn brawler Kimchi who was Kamala's manager and sometime wrestled and then he even was Doink the Clown and I don't think he was Doink the Clown when Doink was in big storyline. I think he was Doink when uh, the end of the Doink character. Many people were Doink. Yeah. But the crazy thing is he won a Slammy Award in 1994 but he won it for the worst idea as Abe Schwartz because he went on strike. Awful. Awful joke. I don't know. Crap. So this match is available on WWE Network from WWF Raw on 13th of December 1993. And what time is the the match out on the show, Marcel? 40 minutes and 16 seconds, please. And as always, listen out for the ring bell. 
Ding, ding. Press play, and then we'll watch the main event from December 13th, Raw 1993, uh, of Brooklyn Brawler versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Has this ever happened to you? <sighs> from the law offices of Bust Your Head In. And I'm here to help. Injuries sustained from finishing moves such as the Ghetto Blaster, the Tombstone, the Transmission, the Rock Bottom, the Perfect Flex, the Sharpshooter, hitting the head with a mannequin, or even the Funky Flash Flash may cause unbearable pain. Don't be in pain. Call now and I'll make it Rain. Don't waste your money on lawyers who wear a suit. Call the brawler now, and I'll help win you loot. Call the Bust Your Head In law firm today. Big time main event here <laughs> on Raw. With Vince X-Men on the commentary. <laughs> the big thing is, how many times will we hear Vince say the word maneuver on commentary? <laughs> Yeah, and I really thought that he is only the commentary thing. It was one of my biggest mark out moments was when uh, when Vince said that he is the boss of WWF. Yeah, I just thought that Jack Tunney was the boss. <laughs> he was always in the sticker out. Yeah, and, and... I thought that would be real because he looks like a boss. Yeah. Like, this is... Like, Vince is saying this is going to be a great match on commentary. <laughs> So, so this is see Cam Bret Hart even have an amazing match with with the Brooklyn Brawler. I think that Brooklyn Brawler isn't a bad wrestler, you no, know. No, definitely. I mean, he looks like a homeless man, but he's he's obviously trusted to be a good to to wrestle with all these big names. I think that he earned really to be uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. For that, what he does, yeah. That for how 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 important he was to obviously get the big stars to make them look even better than they already are. I can't imagine the beginning of the nineties, uh, end of the eighties, and mid of the nineties without the Brooklyn Brawler. He's uh, also a part of this time, like uh, Hulk Hogan, R- Macho Man Randy Savage, the Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart. Yeah, definitely. The Undertaker and all these guys, uh, he have his own merchandise, the own uh, his own uh, action figures and all this stuff. Yeah. He was part of this. definitely. I'm impressed he's now he's he's now done two moves because usually jobbers just get get no moves at all. Yeah, and Bret Hart. Even at, Bret Hart, you wouldn't think that he's facing a jobber though because he's wrestling the match as if he's fighting like Shawn Michaels or something. That's true. That makes uh, Brett Dittman Hart so special in my yeah. eyes. Because if you watch this... You... But we forgot, one name. we forgot one name for the Jobbers and this is Virgil. Yes, Virgil was one. Definitely, definitely. And he's still a Jobber now, but... He was booked at the CWA in Germany as the big star and uh, the... The, uh, 
the rumors are that Big Otto once was so uh, desperate about uh, Virgil's performance that he uh, wants that some of the real wrestlers will pr break his legs. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Poor Virgil. <laughs> One of my favorite moments by Virgil was uh, when we got the West Texas Rednecks in the WCW and they uh, said that they have a, a new Redneck uh, Uh, man in his in the stable, and then they uh, bring us Virgil as the as new cowboy, <laughs> and they call him Curly Curly Bill. <laughs> oh, superb! A black cowboy at this time at the West Texas Rednecks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing! Nineteen nineties wrestling. <laughs> like Brett is. He's not making this look like he's wrestling a job ahead. He's so good. and No, he doesn't look uh, weak. No, bro if, no I was going to say Brooklyn Brawlers put it. He's, he's looked good as well. Uh, maybe not if he's going to do the sharpshooter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That didn't last long. <laughs> It's not like he's trying to fight to get to the ropes. He just taps out. <laughs> But that was the job of the jobber. To make Brett look like a superstar. With all his good maneuvers, as Vince would say. Yeah, and the crowd is dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was way before <laughs> you got the wild crowds. So we've got to give that match a score out of five. What would you? I would give them a three because it wasn't a bad match. Nah, I'm the same. Three. So three, three, six out of ten for that. That's not a bad score. That's better than I thought we would give it. It wasn't. It like you say, it wasn't a bad, bad match. Like uh, some of the matches we've seen, like from the. Giant and Hulk Hogan in the uh, monster truck match. It wasn't yeah. that bad. Nah, I'd like to watch more Brooklyn Brawler now just to go and see him. Uh, how, he, how he is against different different wrestlers, different other big stars. So now I have a question for you. It involves a jobber. And my question is... Who did Dwayne Gill win the light heavyweight championship from in WWF? Gilbert. Yeah, who did he beat? Oh, I don't know. Christian was the light heavyweight champion and he lost to Gilbert. So yeah, Gilbert, one of the big job one of the jobbers who then uh, now is a parody and brilliantly done of Bill Goldberg, the great WCW wrestler. Yeah, the great WCW wrestler. <laughs> I knew that would annoy you. Uh, right, next week, our theme is a little bit different. It is someone from Japan and is Jushin Thunder Liger is next week's theme.
What is the next Joshua team? Joshua Thunder Liger. Oh, that's so great. So we'll pick a match involving Liger each and put them up for vote. Uh, now on to our weekly thing of our two songs, uh, which will be added to our Spotify playlist for people to listen to. Uh, you can go first. Yeah. Um, it would be good for a drama with John Lennon with Working Class Hero. Nice. That's good. That works. That works well. My first, my, my song has nothing to do with a jobber, but uh, it kind of could be because they they, they don't get to eat much because they don't make much money. So I have The Feast and the Famine by Foo Fighters just because I like the song. Wow. <laughs> so I take uh, also The Foo Fighter with Walk, one of my parents' nice. songs. I was listening to that earlier. Very good song. Uh, my second is from a band from the north of England called The Cribs, and it's called Running Into You. Again, just because it was on my playlist earlier. And I really like the song. So we'll pop them on our Spotify playlist for everyone to listen to. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter at STDMPod. Like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Uh, join us next week for our Joshin van der Liger episode and now we have jobbers out of the way next week we can watch some amazing Japanese superstar legend Joshin van der Liger and uh, on that it's trust. oh yeah Let, let's just not pick Joshin van der Liger versus jobbers <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> So, it's bye from me, Daz. Auf Wiedersehen von Marcel. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Back out of it, he wants to do it on his own. Go for it, like Hulk Hogan said. Dan Farron and Louis Spicoli. Weighing 231 pounds. And there's an individual.